which means a 90% satisfaction with the mobile ID, which is truly, truly incredible. Uh, that meant they went out of their way to give feedback to say, we like this. Welcome to Focus, a podcast dedicated to the business of higher education. I'm your host, Heather Richmond, and we will be exploring the challenges and opportunities facing today's higher learning institutions. In this episode, I was joined by Joe Harding, an innovative leader in campus operations, to discuss the ins and outs of mobile ID for Apple and Android, including what it takes to have a successful launch. Well, hi, Joe. I know we've been talking about having you on as a guest for a while now, so I'm super excited that you're finally on the show. Well, thank, thank you, Heather, and I'm thrilled to be here with you today. You may not know this, but I'm actually a fan. I was I was really impressed with your hosting skills, which I think were on full display during COVID when we had to do ComTech virtually. Oh yes, I think the way that you managed to keep the energy high and and try and make it fun and creative with your virtual dance parties and bringing in those guests and things like that, super super creative. And I actually think it was at that virtual ComTech that was the first time that we officially presented on the project that we're going to be talking about today. And it, it's pretty cool because here we are two years later and we're still talking about it. Still talking about it. It's a cool project that's done a lot of great things uh, for you guys as well as the industry as a whole. But also, Joe, this us being on air together, this is not your first rodeo, is it? <laughs> no, um, actually, I, uh, I, I actually got my undergrad degree from NAU in broadcast production and I went on to do a career in radio. So I was one of those wacky morning show guys. Awesome. And I also went on to uh, host a, a political local call and talk radio show. So, yeah, I have a little bit of a, of a background in broadcasting radio. That's awesome. No wonder you were so quick to say yes when I asked you to be on a podcast. <laughs> 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 Very cool. Well, it sounds like, again, speaking of your career and your success that you've had thus far, it sounds like we have another congratulations in order. Yeah, yeah, it's it's true. And it's. It's a little bit bittersweet for me because um, I've been at NAU. Uh, so I, like I mentioned, I got my undergrad from NAU. Right. I, I even spent some time teaching here and I have worked um, most of my professional career at Northern Arizona University. So by the time this airs, I will be an official member of the Wildcat family at the University of Arizona, but I will always be a lumberjack at heart. That's super cool. It sounds like we have some more work to do together. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, again, I really appreciate you coming to talk to us today about that project that you did at NAU, specifically on really implementing mobile ID. It was new, it was fresh, and I know there's just a lot that everybody can learn about you as really being that trendsetter. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I'm super excited to share the experience because Really, um, we piloted this program, as you know, um, in partnership with TouchNet and a number of other external vendors. Um, anytime you, you pilot something new, uh, you're going to learn a lot of lessons along the way. So um, I am happy to share those uh, experiences. I think there's a, a lot that can be gleaned that other universities uh, could learn from us and, and hopefully avoid some of the pitfalls that we um, you know encountered along the way, but also, uh, realize just the tremendous success that this project was for us here at NAU. So um, yeah, I, I am excited to talk about it. And we've been talking about it for uh, so long, doing so many presentations, and it's it's a topic that just never gets old. That is so true. So let's kind of start back at the beginning. 
So at the very beginning, when we somebody had the crazy idea, maybe it was you, of, hey, we should do this mobile ID thing. So let's just talk about, you know, why was it important to, to get mobile IDs on campus and really how did it really kick off that project? Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to take it all the way back to 2018 when okay. we first partnered with TouchNet and brought TouchNet on campus. I think that that was pivotal um, because as we were implementing a new system um, for our auxiliary services, uh, and working very closely with, with the team at TouchNet at, at getting that implemented. I made it very clear at that time that we at Northern Arizona University are very interested in pushing the envelope. Yeah. So as you know, there are three major institutions in the state. There's ASU and U of A, and then there's NAU. And I think the way that NAU really distinguishes itself from its other, you know, maybe better known institutions is that we really embrace innovation here. Yes. So we were like, the second in the nation to introduce those robot mobile food delivery yes. uh, services. Um, so uh, it was it was great because I think TouchNet heard what I was saying and and they approached us uh, with the opportunity to pilot mobile ID to be the first uh, TouchNet school to do that. So um, yeah, it was a little bit of of um, a process to get leadership on board and everything like mm -hmm. that. Um, but it didn't hurt that this opportunity was presented in the middle of a global pandemic. Right. And so um, there was definitely uh, there was definitely some momentum uh, in terms of bringing new and creative ideas to the tables to help reduce public face to face exposures to increase conveniences um, and things of that nature. So that that was really the genesis of it. Uh, was uh, just being presented with that opportunity. I think we were well positioned because we had a lot of the infrastructure already right. in place, and we had a we had a good working relationship, um, not just with TouchNet but with HID and with some of the other vendors who were involved in the project. Yeah, I'd say that's one of the biggest takeaways, really, from our all of our experiences of the pandemic. Is it really? you know, made us, but encouraged us to all think differently. And so, like you said, perfect time to kick off a new initiative to say, hey, we're thinking differently. Let's make this happen. And and uh, we were super excited to have our, the partnership with you um, as we all learn together in that. And so that's why it's so important for us to ch chat today about the lessons learned and how to get there for some other schools who are like, okay, now that we're thinking differently, how do we move some of these things forward? So that's great. Absolutely. So let's talk about how you really kicked off the project then. So you said, hey, we're doing this, and then you got the buy-in. Now what? Yeah. So I will I will say as part of the as part of the process and, and other universities, I'm sure are going to be faced with similar questions from leadership. How do we pay for this? Right. Um, and and so we had to do budgeting and we had to look at because it is a disruptive model, as all new exciting innovations are. Right. Uh, th this one certainly was. And so we had to kind of restructure a little bit of how we do our card office operations. That was that was part of it, putting that that budgetary piece in place. And then there was um, an aspect, and I think we'll probably touch more on this as we are talking, mm -hmm. um, with, with communications and bringing stakeholders to the table. So all of that was really essential in building the political capital necessary to move the project forward. But once we got the green light and once we had our official project kickoff, really one of the first things that we did was a mobile readiness assessment okay and, and we got that from from touchnet so touchnet provided us with the initial foundational documentation that was necessary for us to to go through our campus identify what we had in place 
and how well positioned we were to introduce this new technology. Uh, as you know, Apple was also an integral partner in this project, right. and Apple also had their own um, readiness documents uh, that they brought to the table. But I will say that the real key to success for us um, in getting this launched and, and really off to a good start was doing our own internal um, discovery process. Okay. So we had project managers, business analysts, communication specialists, IT people, we identified the right team. Cannot emphasize that enough. Getting the right people on your team is absolutely crucial. Yes. And so one of the key uh, members was was Christopher, and, and you all got to meet Christopher uh, Augustine at um, at Virtual ComTech, okay. and uh, he also presented, co-presented with me at ComTech. Uh, wonderful business analyst. He did a fantastic job of identifying all those use cases. Yes. So when you do a project like this and you think about where is my ID card being used on campus, you know, the obvious ones that come to mind are campus dining, right. door access. But as he started, you know, going through the process and doing interviews and really doing the, the boots on the ground kind of uncovering of all of those different use cases, he identified 30 unique places where the Jacks wow. card was used and over 1,000 touch points of, of places where the Jacks card could be engaged. And so that uh, uncovering all of that up front was absolutely key. That is key because normally that happens at the end or in the middle, like, oh, wait, what about this one? So yeah, that's not the time you want to. You <laughs> no. Know, those are what we would call surprises. Yes. Or, or some people might call them landmines. Oops, we forgot about this. Right. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that there were zero of those here. We, we did encounter one or two. Uh, for example, um, you know, as we were communicating with all of the different stakeholders on campus, it came to light that uh, there were a couple of use cases. Campus Rec, for example, well, we take people's ID cards and we hold them uh, if they want to borrow a basketball or a racquetball racket or things like that. So how are we going to, what are we going to okay. do? You can't hold somebody's phone. Um, there were teachers, uh, instructors who uh, also, the physical ID was also really important in terms of how they proctored exams. Okay. And so those were all challenges that we had to overcome. There was some with our transit services. Uh, but what we found is that where there's a will, there's a way. Right. And so we just we just worked with them and we found uh, suitable alternatives. In some cases, the mobile ID pr proved to be even a better solution than what the physical ID was able to provide. That's really awesome. And, and it's so important, like you said, um, to make sure you have the right people and you're looking at all the different use cases and processes because, you know, we talk a lot of times about getting the technology, even though it seems really difficult and hard, getting the approvals and buy-in and budget. But at the end of the day, getting the technology is the easy part. The hard part is the people part, right? And it is changing processes, changing mindset, changing how we do things. And so thinking about that all up front, I mean, that's just really smart business. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mentioned this before, we had a dedicated communication specialist involved in this project from the very beginning. Yes. This person was instrumental and an expert in what's called ADCAR, which is, which is a philosophy of change management and ADCAR, A-D-K-A-R stands for awareness, desire, knowledge, ability, and reinforcement. And okay. we have been preaching it at the university, but I had never seen it implemented as skillfully as what this individual did. 
um, when they went around campus and paraded me in front of people and had me give presentations and then also uh, lined up all of the different marketing pieces. One other thing that I want to mention to you that, you know, as we're talking about people and, and really getting buy-in from people, another key member of this team on our side was Patty. And Patty, uh, she oversees our NAU Go app. Okay. Um, but what she's really passionate about is user experience. Okay. And so she put this process through its paces. She did focus group testing with students. She brought the students in and she had these cameras that would track their eye movements and she would ask them to speak out loud what they were doing. And she made tweaks and refinements to ensure that when the mobile ID was rolled out, wow. that the students would have the easiest and most, most simple time provisioning it all by themselves. And as I mentioned in my presentation, with the number of day one provisions that we saw, I think it, it was resoundingly just successful all of her efforts really, really paid off. Oh yeah, I mean, UX is, and UI is so important, right? Because it's all about that experience. And the whole reason that you're you're doing something new and bringing mobile to the, you know, to the campus is to have that better user experience and to, to be able to have that upfront is, is great. And of course you had my heart because I'm a marketing girl, uh, but having the communications and marketing at the beginning, we talk about that all the time, how important it is. It's not at the end and go make this pretty. It's at the beginning and how, what is our plan and how do we, you know, strategically think about the communications and get people excited so that day one, you see the kind of results that you guys saw and you had huge results day one when you launched. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't just it wasn't just all of the legwork in in communicating and bringing stakeholders to the to the table. It was also coordinating with TouchNet, coordinating right. with Apple, coordinating with HID, coordinating with all of our internal NAU communications channels, making sure everybody was on point with their messaging, and then making sure that when it was time for us to launch, that excitement was generated. Social media campaigns were launched, and we were basically shouting it from the rooftop. So. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Marketing and communications, you cannot underestimate the value of what that means for a project like this. That is awesome. And I'm so glad we're recording this. I'm taking that little sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> well, very cool. So we think about the, the whole plan there and bring that all together. Um, obviously, there is still the technology side. So let's talk a little bit about you know, that transition what was the, you know, technology development that was required from the university side and then obviously working with the different vendors. Yeah. So, uh, so I've mentioned so far our business analyst and uncovering the use cases. I've mentioned our communications person. I've mentioned our UI UX specialist. They were all key members. Now I'm going to mention a fourth key member of the team that really helped make things possible. And that was, that was Robert Thorpe. Um, and he was a IT specialist. He works for me. He works. He's embedded in the auxiliaries. He's embedded with the Jaxcart program. And he knows better than anyone else all of the different downstream systems that have to interface with our Jaxcart in order to make it work. Right. So having somebody intimately involved and in, with intimate knowledge of the ID card program was another key member of, of our team. And so um, in terms of what was involved, so I also, um, as you may know, I have a background in IT. I have been a systems analyst, systems administrator, yeah. spent most of my career working in IT. So having that background was really helpful 
uh, for me in terms of helping to understand and working with Robert. Right. But to, to go through all of the different things. So one of them was to look at our downstream systems. And what was really important to us, again, as we go back to that end user experience, was making sure that the card worked everywhere that the physical card worked. It was not yes. just an Apple requirement, but we wanted to make sure that the end user experience was as seamless as possible. And so that meant creating real-time integrations with our door access system, for example. Right. If somebody gets a provisions themselves a new card through the TouchNet system, we work with TouchNet developers. Uh, TouchNet provided us what's called an API. And what that does is it gives us real-time data integration information that we can then shift downstream. So our door access system is aware as soon as our TouchNet system is aware, hey, somebody's provisioned a new card. Right. Here's their new ID number. Same thing for downstream systems like our Campus Rec Center. So if somebody has a Campus Rec membership, we want to make sure that if they provision themselves a, a card, that the minute they provision that card, it as close to real time as possible is going to open those turnstiles for them and they right. can walk right to the rec center. So we had to work with our partners at Innisoft Fusion. And I'll mention here too, that there are some challenges. Um, okay. and, and this is food for thought for anyone who's considering this project. But on our campus, and I think on most campuses, when you have the physical card, there's typically you have one card number associated with one person. It's a one-to-one -one relationship. It keeps things nice and simple. Right. But as you know, with the mobile ID, uh, particularly with Apple, you can have it on your watch or you can have it on your phone. That means two, two potential right. numbers. And that for us meant that we had to write special uh, integrations. Um, and again, this is where Robert's work was absolutely in invaluable coming up with creative solutions to ensure that both numbers would be read at our library, at our bookstore, at our uh, campus rec center, um, and with, with our um, anthology system. And right. so um, those are just some of the technical challenges that had to be overcome. And again, creating, um, utilizing SDKs and APIs as much as possible was absolutely key. One more thing I'll mention, um, because we now introduced a second platform for ID. So it can be a physical or it can be a mobile. Right. We wanted to empower our students. We have a policy where you can only have one um, active credential at a time. You can have it mobile or you can have it physical, but oh, okay. you can't have it at the same time. And there are security reasons for that. But knowing that we were gonna put those security policies in place, we wanted to make it as easy as possible for a student to toggle between them. So if a student's phone broke and they weren't going to get a new phone for a, a couple of days, I know, Lord have mercy, right? Right. <laughs> we wanted we wanted them to be able to pull out their old Jack's card and activate it okay. and use it. And so we provided an end user interface that students could log into. It's id.nau.edu. And a student can, can decide which platform they wanted to make active at any given time. Our only rule is you can't have them both active at the okay. same time. So that's, those were some of the technical considerations. Yeah, that's really interesting. And and I, I get that because I, th I think there's also there's definitely a lot of chatter about am I evolving away from plastic into mobile? Can we have both? And so those are just decisions. It sounds like that you really need to think about how you want to do that and being able to have both. So that's smart. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, on our roadmap here at NAU, our intention is to go mobile first beginning this upcoming fall semester. Okay. 
So um, as people who run ID programs are aware, there's always the challenge of making sure that you can card your incoming class, your freshmen, right. um, as quickly as possible. And so we all know the challenges. Get them to submit their pictures, pre-print those cards, set up these big events, uh, whether it be at orientation or, or it be at the beginning of the school year where you're going to disperse these cards. Right. Some people send them out to the residence halls. Um, and that presents its own set of challenges. Some of them try and do it out of the card office. And again, there's there's logistical challenges there. There's long lines. And we're always trying to figure out how do we get that line as small as possible? How do we get the card in the hands of the students as quickly as possible? Well, really, the mobile ID solves that problem. And our goal this year is to capture those students at orientation okay. and encourage them and say, let's check this off your list right now. Let's make you an official lumberjack today. Okay. Let's go ahead and get that ID card provisioned. It, it'll be in your Apple wallet or it'll be on your Android device. And you don't have to worry about it when you come to, to campus. When you come to campus, you'll just tap your card and it's going to unlock the door to your residence hall. It's going to get you into the into our residential dining locations. It's going to perform all the functions that you need to need it to perform mm -hmm. when you get to campus. And it's one less thing for you to worry about. That being said, the incentive there is if you get that, not just you have all that convenience, but you don't have to come and wait in line. Right. What we were finding was that even when we issued a survey, again, this is a nugget that you know you might, as, a, as another campus, be able to learn from. We put a survey up and said, hey, would you prefer physical or would you prefer um, a mobile ID? Okay. And even among those that were choosing the physical, even when we were you know, through our website saying, well, here's all the benefits. Are you sure? They were still opting for the physical. And then we found that when they got here and they were standing in line to get their physical card, they would see other students <laughs> with the mobile one Great. and say, you know what? Never mind. I'm going to go mobile. Awesome. And we ended up with hundreds of, of wasted cards that we printed. And so um, this year, what we're going to do to really try and incentivize them to just go mobile is we're going to, um, we're not going to pre-print cards. They will have to come in. We okay. will print the card on demand for them, but we expect that that line is going to be really, really small. And again, we're going to use um, communications and marketing to reach out and really push for the students um, through orientation and through our various communications channels to get them set up with their Jacks card before they ever step foot on campus. That's great. And are you having them do their picture ahead of time too? Or do, at orientation, do you have like picture day? <laughs> you know, we will probably be equipped to take their picture uh, during orientation, but our mobile ID, it's a requirement, just like the physical. You okay. have to have a picture on file before you can provision. It's one of those checks that we do before. Right. And you have to be enrolled in multi-factor authentication and you have to have a, an acceptable picture on file uh, with us. But once those things are in place, yes, um, they'll be able to provision. So, yeah, we will be prepared to take pictures, uh, but we're really going to push for them to use the wonderful TouchNet tool That's to right. submit their picture ahead of time. That's right. I'm kind of I'm going back to elementary school and the little plastic combs that you stood in line to get your pictures. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do. It's been a long time for me. <laughs> me too. I don't know why that flashback just appeared when I thought about picture day. <laughs> Well, yeah, it sounds yeah. like you did all the right things to get it up and going and ready for launch day. So now let's talk about the success because launch day came. It's like, what is it? You know, uh, if, if you if you build it, they will come. And they did. Mm -hmm. Oh, they did. They came and we were blown away at the day one responses. And again, this is a testament 
to both our UI UX specialist and to our, our marketing professional, our communication specialist. So day one, we set up a war room and this was really cool. Yeah. Now, so campus is virtually empty because we're two weeks prior to the start of the semester and we've got this conference room set up and we've got folks from TouchNet flew in for this yes. and we had Apple on the line and we had our central IT team on the line and we had all of the key people and we were all around this big conference table and, and Robert, who I had mentioned earlier, our IT specialist, created a custom dashboard so we could watch yes. the numbers climb in real time. It was very, very exciting. It was a little bit nerve wracking because we had put so much time and energy into this. Right. And so we developed a communication strategy for launch day down to the minute. And again, a lot of um, a lot of uh, credit goes to both Apple and TouchNet for helping craft this strategy along with our communication specialists. And so it was 8 a.m. We're going to flip the switch right. and, and press releases are going out. TouchNet, Apple, then social media. Then we're going to do a push through our NAU Go app. And so all of these different things just went in sequence according to plan. And literally, we could watch those numbers start to climb. So the reason why this is so remarkable to me, before I tell you what the number is, yeah. the reason why this is so remarkable is because on day one, the number of people who provisioned did so without any technical support. We were prepared sure. for it. We had written uh, KB articles. We had our support desk on standby, ready to take phone calls if people were running into problems. Students were able to provision by themselves without any uh, technical support needed. Wow. Second reason why it was so impressive. It was two weeks to the start of the semester. I've worked with college students my entire career and getting them to do things ahead of time is right. always a challenge, right? <laughs> did they ever did they ever come and buy their books ahead of time? I mean, some do, but you know, the reputation right. that they have is that they don't, they come to class first and they see if it's really necessary and exactly. then they wait a week or two before they actually go out and buy their their textbooks, before they actually get their their ID card. And so the day one numbers that were successful um, is impressive because both of those things were at play, the ease of use and the pent up demand and excitement that we generated um, going into launch day. So on launch day, our first 24 hours, we had 1,195 day one provisions. Wow. Yeah, it was, it, it beat our expectations. Uh, and so it was, by all measures, a very, very successful launch. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing those reports. That dashboard is amazing, by the way. So kudos to uh, getting that to up Robert, and going. To yeah. Robert, yes. Good job, Robert, because I remember seeing that. And and we were all, yes, we had folks there in, in person. We were back at the office, like, waiting to hit the buttons and kept hitting refresh to see the latest results. And uh, it was a really exciting day. I remember that. Yeah. And, and here's, here's something, a couple of other things I will just throw out there as, as far as demand is concerned. So Patty, I mentioned her, she oversees our NAU Go product, our mobile app. And again, our, our philosophy here, try and limit the number of apps a student needs. We try and put as much into the NAU Go app as, as possible. And one of the things that Patty does, because she's so passionate about making sure she has the best possible product out there, is she put out a poll and ask students, what's the number one thing that you would like to see for, in the NAU Go app? And the number one demanded item above everything else was a mobile ID. Really? And, 
Yeah, and so that helped us out a lot. Now, after we launched it, Patty put out another poll and she said, how satisfied are you with the mobile ID on a scale of one to five? How many stars would you give it? We had 70% give it five stars. Awesome. And we had 90% give it three or better, which means a 90% satisfaction with the mobile ID, which is truly, truly incredible. Uh, that, is- that meant they went out of their way to give feedback to say, we like this. And as you know, that that can be challenging, um, but they did. And, and it was an incredibly rewarding for us. Oh, for sure. Like you said, first off, they did it a couple weeks early, not heard of. And then they actually took action on a <laughs> on a survey. They were they were asked to do something and they did it. Right. You know, <laughs> even better. So that's that that just shows the power, too. And that and I think to um, students saying, hey, you know what, you guys you listen to us. You heard us and you listened and you made made something happen. And we're grateful. And we're going to you know give back and by being able to do the survey. That That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, it was awesome. And, and I really I have to say I've been fortunate to be a part of many, many, many projects and initiatives here. Uh, throughout my you know 20 year career here at NAU um, and I and I really have to say um, this was this this has got to be in the in the top um, two or three if not number one projects um, to, to put it it took a lot of time and energy and effort it was absolutely worth it at the end of the day seeing it wasn't just the students um, number one question asked me among faculty and staff when's this going to be available for us so right. we we introduced it for them um, this past academic year. Faculty and staff even love it. <laughs> right. To, to do something that gets such universal acceptance is just incredibly rewarding. Absolutely. It gives that visibility of like, hey, we're here. We, we do great things here for you, for everybody. And, and you're right. And it becomes... It's just how we can do business today, right? I mean, I know we have have it at the office and I can't imagine not being able to get in without my phone now. It's just what I do. I have no idea where that plastic card is. Uh, <laughs> and it's hard to keep track of. So this is, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I think you bring up an important point uh, because I really think that eventually this technology is going to be inevitable. Right. And I think students are coming to expect you know, they grew up with technology. They've grown up with mobile devices their entire life. There's an app for everything. Right. And as exciting and novel and as new as as something like a mobile ID card is, I think eventually it's going to become kind of making sure that your institution shows that you understand what student expectations are and that we are dynamic and, and innovative here and, and willing to deliver those experiences. I think you're absolutely right, too. It's just this is the beginning, but then, you know, it's not going to be that far down the road that it absolutely is going to be, this is just how we do business. This is the expectation when a student comes on campus, um, you know, they'll be doing it a month ahead of time because that's just how it works. So I think that and that's think really about great. It. You and I are not college students anymore, right? Oh, now, come on. No, I'm just kidding. Now we've, I mean, it's been, a, what, two or three years since we graduated. At least. Something like that, right? Um, and and we cannot imagine, you know, having right. gone through the the, the years of a physical credential. Now that we're used to using our phones, we can't even imagine. I know. Exactly. Imagine what it's like then for the students. Right. They don't know a, a life without a device. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That is so cool. Well, I know we talked a little bit too that you know, and mentioned it earlier that you know you kind of kicked off this mobile ID uh, initiative. 
and and you went through all the use cases, but I think now um, there's even more. So when you think about what all else can I do with mobile ID, can you talk, just share about some of the other areas that you're now starting to see that it's impacting? Yeah, so we are looking to the future. Um, needless, I, I mentioned this earlier, it's a disruptive technology, it just right. is. And so uh, places that relied on replacement card revenues mm -hmm. and having to go through that cycle of buying ribbon and, and struggling at times with, with card shortages and chip shortages and staffing for, for big orientation events. Now the paradigm has shifted somewhat and we're looking to the future to say, okay, we've got this really cool technology. How can we leverage this yes. to create additional revenue opportunities? Um, how can we use this to add additional value, not just to the auxiliaries, but to the entire university? And so some of the outcomes that we saw um, after we launched, uh, I'll, I'll say this uh, before I talk about the future, is, you know, we saw increased participation in meal plans. Oh. Now there's a lot of factors involved in that, but you certainly cannot discount the possibility that it, we just made it easier for students right. to go to the dining hall. They don't have to dig around in their backpacks in person. It doesn't seem like a big deal, but it is. It is. It is. They don't, um, you know, I've, I've seen students leave their ID card back at their car or in their dorm right. room and trek across campus and then, oh, I've got to go all the way. They never forget their phone. Exactly. <laughs> so, so we created less friction. Um, for them to perform transactions on campus. And we have seen an increase in the number of transactions and meal plan participation. Wow. Um, and all I can say is, I'm, I, I don't know that it's the only factor, but you cannot discount that it is a factor. Absolutely. Now, aside from that, um, we are looking to the future for more ways to, to leverage this awesome technology. And so we are putting together a, a new off-campus program um, so if you think about it, um, a lot of retailers, particularly in a college town like Flagstaff, um, you know, we get an influx of 20,000 plus students right. um, in, in a community that's maybe 80,000 people. And so when the students come here, they're, they're a big economic force. Sure. And so there's a lot of retailers, restaurants, they want to tap into that market. And so one of the opportunities, this, this kind of win-win scenario that we're trying to create would allow them to validate that, hey, yep, you're a student, something that was a little bit challenging to do because in the past, I could have my plastic from 1998. Right. Yeah, it's changed a little bit, but you know, some retailers, you know, they're just going, okay. But with the mobile, um, we can we can confirm in real time you're an actual student. Right. And so um, that that will just help them be a little bit more focused in in terms of their customer base providing them ways to um, give them discounts. Um, so we're excited to, to be talking with the local movie theaters, oh, yeah. to be talking with um, a lot of the restaurants and re retail places. We're talking about the potential of creating a rewards program. Yes. Uh, so uh, students can load up with some declining balance that, that would be flexible. They could use it on campus. They could use it off campus. And we could um, generate some excitement and buzz around that and um, and also potentially give prizes or or enter them into drawings or give them rewards for for using their Jack's card around campus. So those are some possibilities. Yeah. We're also looking at um, maybe uh, targeting parents or okay. campus visitors. So we know that we have a lot of tour groups that come through. We have camps and conferences, 
And if, if we can build in a way that they can provision um, a Jack's card, a visitor Jack's card right. or a parents Jack's card, not only does it engender a sense of belonging yes. and community with the university, but they can go and tap it. And it's really cool. They can go to the bookstore and they can get a discount on a t-shirt or they can pick up their free trinket that we have set aside for them um, at other places. So there's lots of um, unexplored opportunities that, um, Andy, our uh, Jack's card office manager, um, is is digging into, um, and I'm looking forward to see everything he comes up with. Oh, I love that. You're, you're absolutely right. There's that sense of affinity and community, and so I would be interested once you start maybe bringing the parents in more, the community supporters, and then that potential side uh, result could be increased donations. So we'll have to stay tuned. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That is so cool. Well, I we went through a lot of things and I think we've got a ton of great advice here today, Joe, but is there anything else just, and I know there's a lot of schools out there kind of thinking about doing this and what does it mean and what do I have to be prepared for? Is there any other kind of last minute advice you'd give to them? Sure. You know, I talked about some of the key players and again, I, I'm just going to keep saying it. Having the right people at the table is yes. essential to making the project successful. And, you know, I'm going to recap really quick. We have a communication specialist. We had a business analyst doing all that discovery and use case. We had um, we had an IT specialist mm -hmm. who made sure he understood all of the necessary downstream systems and integrations that were needed. We had our UI UX specialist uh, who also happened to be the owner of the mobile product. I, I haven't talked much about my my role. Um, and, and honestly, um, a project like this is not successful without all of those right people. Right. There was a project manager too. I should mention we had a project manager, okay. uh, Christopher wore two hats for phase two of this project. So phase one was Apple phase two is Android. Right. I, I will throw that nugget out there. Also, uh, we did it in phases like that, uh, so that we could make sure that as a pilot school, we absolutely concentrated on one platform. And then the other because they are different and right. they do present their own challenges um but at the end of the day there, there was a role that i played in this and and um while i don't think it's as important as everyone else i do think it is important that you have a project champion right and and by that i mean the chief advocate uh somebody who is going to work with all of the different financial people to come up with those financial forecasts to create those business plans and to stay engaged with everybody along the way, making sure that you're on top of all the different moving parts, because there's right. a lot in a project like this, staying optimistic and enthusiastic and persevering. Again, there are you are gonna encounter challenges in getting right. this off the ground. Taking a plastic card and, and then moving it to the mobile device and then making sure that mobile device is compatible across right. campus, when you think of all the things your ID card does, yes. there's a lot of moving parts. So perseverance and seeing it through is absolutely important. So my advice to anybody who is thinking about accepting that role of right. uh, project champion, stay positive, stay engaged, encourage your team as you as you move along and trumpet those victories from the rooftops. Make sure to give your folks tons of credit for all of their hard work and dedication and and um you know maintain those positive relationships with your vendor because all of those are keys to success um again lots of hard work yeah. absolutely worth it 
Well, Joe, I can't think of anybody better to be a chief advocate and to, to play that role than you. You absolutely did a great job at that. And, and even as we talk today, you continue to still uh, make sure that you're recognizing all of those who really you know, helped to make that happen and, and keeping that positive energy going. So this has been such a fabulous time talking with you. And, and I, you know, even though I thought I knew everything that you did, I learned some more today, too. So hopefully our listeners learned as well. Thank you again so much. It's really obvious that all that work that you all put in in making the mobile jacks card a success, it really shows. Yeah. And again, it was one of the most rewarding uh, uh, projects I've ever been a part of. I do want to say a special thank you to the vendors uh, external to the university. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention HID. They did so much work to help right. make this successful. Apple, not their first rodeo. They have high standards. They're, it was absolutely worth following their standards because at the end of the day, we had a great product. Yes. And then, of course, TouchNet. Um, TouchNet got down in the trenches with us. TouchNet was a, a fabulous partner to work with. The, the commitment and the dedication to seeing through all the technical challenges and, and just being there for those uh, weekly meetings and stand-ups and everything. Um, couldn't have asked for a better partner. Uh, to pilot this with, yeah. had every bit as much dedication to this project as we did. I feel like we we both had a lot riding on the line and it was refreshing to have somebody willing to put in that amount of effort uh, alongside of us. So thank you to TouchNet. And I also should probably thank Moto Labs, um, yes. who you go app, also put in a ton of development work, particularly on the Android side. So very thankful for our external vendors. Yeah, well, thank you, Joe. And you're, you're right. It takes a village. And I think that's what's so special about being part of the higher education community for me is that we are all in it together. Have it be with our schools, our vendors. And, you know, we got the opportunity to work with all of you, too. And so it was a it was a great experience all the way around. Big kudos to everybody on the TouchNet team that made this happen as well. It was it was definitely a, a whole crew. <laughs> it was. It was. It was. Well, awesome. Well, thank you again so much, Joe. It's been a pleasure having you as a guest. Well, thank you, Heather. And I always enjoy the opportunity to talk about this project. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Focus. Don't forget to subscribe so you can stay up to date on the business of higher education. For more information, check us out at touchnet.com.